You're listening to Bird Means Business, episode 98. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Bird Means Business podcast. I am your host, Bird Williams, and today we have an incredible conversation on deck with Zach Wendall. Y'all, he is incredible. His heart is amazing. His story is wild. You're about to hear it. And he has this awesome book called Launch with God. I'll be honest, when I heard that Launch with God, so much of that resonated with me. If you've followed the podcast or if you've been around long enough, you know that I am a person of faith, that I'm a Christian. And it's beyond just being raised in a Christian household. I, in junior high, began to really understand God for myself and develop my own personal relationship with God that became very real. And then, like I've shared on the podcast, there was time and time again where I would be in situations where I was completely unqualified, where it didn't make any sense why I was in the room. And I knew, I knew in my knower that it was because of God. And I knew that I wasn't doing this alone. So when I heard that term, launch with God, I was like, yes, that is the title of Zach Wendell's book. And I cannot wait for you to dive into this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about Zach. Zach is an author and entrepreneur and has helped thousands of people better understand the Bible and grow closer to God through his company, The Brand Sunday. He's the author of several books, including The Bible Study, Launch with God, and The Best Season Planner. Zach lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota with his wife, Gisela, and their dog, Nyla. Okay, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's dive right in. Zach Wendall, I am so glad to have you on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome. This is going to be so much fun. I also have my main squeeze, Terry Williams Let's go. here. Come Terry on. actually introduced me to Zach and he wanted to join us today. So I'm happy to have you too, babe. Hey, I'm just third willing and excited to be here experiencing it. Bird's up to some really awesome stuff in the entrepreneurial space. And as she was talking about themes and stuff she had coming up, I just was like, you got to connect with my guy Z because he's such a brilliant mind. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I am so excited to get into your book, Launch with God, how you got to it, all of that. But to start, I really want to just hear about you, who you are. Tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, man. So my journey goes way back to when I was a kid growing up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the snow, which we actually just moved back up here as well. And it snowed for the first time yesterday, which is wild because it's only November 1st. But grew up in Minneapolis. My childhood was pretty different from most people's. When I was four years old, my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and was sent home with a 5% chance to live. But even when she was on her deathbed, she would always say, Zach, if you have anything to be grateful for, it's just to be alive. And so so no matter what you're dealing with, life could always be worse. And there's always something to be grateful for. And so that happened. She ended up being miraculously healed from that. Then she had a tumor around her sciatic nerve, miraculously healed from that. Then colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed, healed from that. And then when I was 15, breast cancer, double mastectomy, reconstruction, the whole deal healed from that. And so from when I was four to 15, all I knew was my mom could die any moment, 
but she's telling me every single day to see the good in things and to see that life is actually a gift. So I had that going for me, which completely shaped, shaped my, my worldview. And I was always an entrepreneur from a young age. So when I was seven years old, I started my first business. We would spend a month in Florida every year and I would be making shark tooth necklaces and I'd be walking oh, yeah. up and down the beach with a bunch on my arm, just hustling them, selling them to every beachgoer possible and literally making like hundreds of dollars as a seven-year-old. So funny, but that kind of spirit uh, lived in me and just grew as time went on. I was doing uh, different clothing lines. I ended up co-owning a recording studio for a while, just working in the music business a bunch. And I was working on a TV show for a bit. And at that point, I was kind of falling away from my faith. I was really questioning, okay, do I want to consider myself a Christian? Not because I was questioning if God was real or not, but I was allowing other people's Christianity to impact mine. Mm -hmm. And so I was seeing the hypocrisy on one side saying, yo, I don't want to be associated with that. Why would I ever like want to call myself a Christian and like be pegged in the same lane as, as some of these people that I was surrounded by? So I was questioning everything. I was like, God, I'm going to give you two years. Like, I need you to prove that, like, this is your word, that you are real, that, like, that this is, that this is it. Otherwise, I'm done. And so I ended up flying out to Australia across the world because I wanted to basically, A, study the Bible as in-depth as I could, but then also to surf and be on the beach and live that <laughs> lifestyle because I thought it was sick. And yeah. so I was like, man, if I'm going to be if I'm gonna be studying the Bible for 12 hours a day, six days a week, I'm going to do it in a place that's really nice and a place where I'm not distracted. Because in Minneapolis, I always was working on new projects. I knew that if I stayed there, I wasn't going to be able to give it the time and attention that was necessary. And so moved out to Australia, moved across the world, and my life was forever changed. We were studying 12 hours a day, six days a week. So literally, if it was like Genesis week, you would read Genesis five times through, and that's like a four-hour read. So you would read it five times through, and then essentially develop your own curriculum out of it or your own commentary. And so by the time I was done with this program, I had like 20, 30 pages of notes on every book of the Bible. And I was like, man, I really like, I'm all in on this. I think it's so important because I grew up in the church. I grew up around the Bible, but I didn't know anything about it. And I feel like most people are that way. Even people that have been believers for decades still don't understand the word because they think it's boring. They think it's overwhelming. They don't get it. They, and they don't even know where to start. So I was like, man, I really feel like this is kind of my calling. This is my lane. And so I ended up, God gave me like a vision for what became the Bible study, which is a one-year study of the Bible that focuses on how each book influences your life. And so we basically hold people's hands as they read through the entire Bible over the course of a year. And so I created that. It started to grow. 
it started to turn into something way bigger than I ever expected. Now we've like helped nearly 300,000 people grow in their relationship with God, understand the word. Incredible. And that turned into the brand Sunday, where we have additional tools to help people grow in their relationship with God. And, And so I've always had my hands in business and I've always been an entrepreneur. And people frequently ask me to get together with them for coffee so that they can share their ideas and just get my advice on their different projects and stuff. And so I was like, man, I do have, now I have this experience where I have seen God's hand on a project and I feel like I can create something that's going to help a lot of people. So my most recent book, as you mentioned, is called Launch with God. And it's basically tools to, it's a tool to help people launch businesses that impact the world in a positive way. And so that's really what I'm pushing right now. And it's been so much fun already just to see the impact that it's had on other people's businesses. Wow. Zach, there's like so much to unpack (laughs) with all of that. I mean, starting from the mother, the story of your mother, I mean, Mm. as a mom of three, that's just so inspiring to me, you know, thank God I'm not on my deathbed, but you know, to know that that impact that that she had on you at such a young age and how you said that shaped your life, that is powerful. Totally. And that really helps with perspective because you think about the day in, day out struggles we have. And then I think about where your mom was and how she was still able to lean on faith and be encouraging and inspiring. That's incredible. And then as you just talk through all of your different entrepreneurial endeavors, especially how you talked about with your faith, when you were starting to kind of fall away, I guess, instead of running from God, which as you were saying that, I thought of so many friends and people we know in our network who have left the church, who have, because of that exact reason, I don't want to be associated with the hypocrisy of Christians, which isn't Christ at all. But what right. you did instead of running was leaning into it and say, I'm going to go to Bible college. I want to study this for myself, right? Like, how neat is that? Yeah. And in Australia, of all places, I love it. Of course. Um, <laughs> Why then, anywhere else? Yeah. And then I also love that you said, so that you couldn't be distracted. I had I just interviewed another entrepreneur on the show. Her name is Felicia J.L. Munn. She's a photographer in LA. She took an entire year and just moved to Paris for the same reason. She was like, I really need space and I need to not be distracted to kind of figure out what it is I want to do. And that's how her business was first. So I love, and I think that's just something I keep hearing myself of like needing to get away and pause so that I'm not distracted and I can really focus on, you know, what God has for me in the next season. So I love that too. And then in that moment, that's what birthed the Bible study. I think, was that your first introduction to Zach? I remember seeing it on his night Yeah, bought the Bible study, loved it. Loved the place it, it was birthed out of. Love how you are very honest about being a Christian who had questions, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's important yeah. for listeners to hear, especially on a podcast that, you know, Bird's very open with her worldview and how it's centered in her faith. And yet it's not specifically a faith-based podcast. I think it's awesome to just welcome our friends into this conversation with somebody like Zach, who is like, yo, I wasn't like out here trying to just preach down everybody I ran into. <laughs> I'm a normal dude who had real questions. Right. And it reminds me of a quote from Gandhi that said, I love your Christians, but I don't like your Christ. Your yes. Christian. I'm sorry. He said, I'm, I'm saying that backwards. Let's edit yep. that. Yeah. Gandhi said, I love your Christ. I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are yes. so unlike your Christ. And heaven forbid we get to a place where we're so close to the church, but yet so far from Christ. And I love what you spoke on there about how it's bigger than religion. It's bigger than a Sunday morning ritual. It's bigger than 
playing along with the game that we inherited and just honoring tradition without asking big questions. And so there's so much more validity to what you have to say about launching with God or about how the Bible can be a lifestyle tool that helps us to live better and is good for us. And it's even fun to explore and study because it comes from a place of like, you know what? I legit have questions about this. And as I explore it, I get this confirmation of the truth. I think that's so awesome. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree more, man. I think I think there needs to be such a kind of like a rewriting of the way that people see Christians and just kind of re, reshaping our image in the world right now. So I feel yeah, that. I totally agree. So a little bit about Launch with God. Why did you write this book? Why Launch with God? Why should that be compelling for entrepreneurs? What difference does it make? Yeah. I think a lot of the times we get into business because of certain things. We get into business because it's a passion of ours, because we want to make money, because we want the flexibility, we want the time. But I really think that God has placed certain things in your life to impact the world in a positive way. And I don't think business is any different from that. And so I think, yes, those things are great. We should be, if you're an entrepreneur, you should be chasing after the things that are going to make you money and are going to give you more time to spend with family and everything. But I do think those businesses should be rooted in impacting the world in some sort of positive way. And I think almost every business, you can find a way to impact those around you. So maybe it's a shoe company. You don't have to put crosses on every single shoe, but maybe you... (laughs) donate a shoe for every one that is sold. Or maybe it's a coffee company. You don't have to put Bible verses on the bags or be only playing worship music in the coffee shop. Maybe you're just actually making sure that the beans are coming from a place where the workers are being taken care of and they're, they're fair trade and organic. And, and I think there's so many different ways that we can look at different businesses and transform them into a way that does impact the world around you. So this book, Launch with God, is really a tool to help you launch a business, but the heart of it, the root of it is really doing it alongside God and impacting your neighborhood and and all across the world. Yes, I (laughs) could not love that more. I talk a lot about how entrepreneurship should be rooted in service because I hear so much, especially in the online marketing world, like, you know, I have my six figure months and da, 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 and it's all about the right. money. And that's okay to an extent. But the thing is, is that it's not going to be motivating enough. And yep. you can make money a lot of different ways. Entrepreneurship yes. might not be the way you want to do that. You know, entrepreneurship totally. is hard. So unless yes. it's rooted in service and it's something much bigger than you or your bank account, then it's not going to, it's not going to sustain you on those hard days. So I love that you brought that up. Now, when it comes to launching a business with God, are there some practical tips or things you can talk about? How how does that look? Yeah, I think a lot of it looks at, okay, what did God put in you? And what are you passionate about? What talents has he put in you? What spiritual gifts has he put in you? And then what are you passionate about? And then going from there and seeing, okay, okay, how can I take all of that? How can I throw all that on a whiteboard? Let me see. Let me see what what God wants to do with my life, whether that's something small or something big. And so that's a huge part of it. And then also just looking at how you can impact those around you in a positive way. So looking at, okay, what are the needs in your community? What are, who are the people that you're connected to? And from there, what impact can you come up with? I love that. I have an online course. It's called Prove It Plan. And it's all about developing a strategic business plan. When Terry and I launched the league, 
We had this business plan. We didn't know what we were doing. I sent it to my director. I was an investment banking analyst in New York. Sent it to her, had her like redline it, you know? And I think it had a lot to do with the success of our business. So I'm creating the curriculum for a prove it plan. And it was so hard because again, Terry mentioned my audience isn't specifically faith-based. I talk about my faith naturally, but as I'm doing this curriculum, it was so hard to like not talk about God or, you know, I was trying not to make it about God. I literally told Terry, I wanted to have a whole module that was like business and faith because what I'm saying is that so much of it's so intertwined in everything we do. It's very hard to be like, well, like, sure we did the numbers, but then it was so much beyond what we could have thought. And I know it's by the grace of God. There were so many nights where we would literally lay our head on the pillow and have no clue how the problem was going to be solved (laughs) at all. It was like, Ooh, we might not be able to launch. We can't figure it out. And we would have a dream or we'd get this random call from someone we hadn't heard from in years. It's like, that was God. And so how do you put that into a business plan course? You know, and so yeah, I there's just so like, much. Yeah, go, no, go. Yeah, like there's so much that is reliant on him moving in, in every single step along the way. That a lot of people, when you aren't doing it with God, don't have that understanding. So for me, when I was trying all these different businesses for a decade, basically, and they weren't popping off the way I expected them to, once I shifted it, and once I brought God into the picture, and really started focusing on, okay. What does he want to do through me to impact the world? That's when everything changed. And, and we still like we still do still deal with stuff today where it's like, man, I have literally no idea how I'm gonna come up with this money. And all of a sudden I just get a phone call or a text. Like literally, this is crazy. Last January, we put in a huge order for a bunch of product and we were it it cost like $700,000 and we didn't have it because we expected something to happen and it didn't actually take off. So I'm sitting here $700,000 like that I owed, like I didn't even have a loan, like a loan or anything. I just had people coming to me saying like, Hey, you owe this money. And I'm like, I literally don't know what I'm supposed to do. But every single day as I'm praying about this, God just kept saying like, wait, You're like at the Red Sea right now. I'm about to part the waters and you're never going to be in this place again. And so every single morning as I'm like not sleeping at night, stressed out of my mind, that's what God keeps telling me every single day. And so if I didn't have him, if I didn't have that word from him to rely on, I would have been. I don't know what I would have been doing, but I would have been doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And so and so I'm praying about it. I get a text at 11 a.m. from our guy saying, hey, this money is due like today. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, but I know I'm just supposed to wait. So I'm like, can you hold it for another day? And so I'm like praying. I'm like, God, okay, what? how am I going to come up with this money tomorrow? (laughs) And I get a text from one of the guys that I work with and I work with all my friends. So it's awesome. And, and he was like, he's like, Hey, something happened last September with the Amazon account and you have $200,000 just sitting there ready to be transferred over to you. And I was like, Okay. So all of a sudden wow. now we're only 500 short. I know <laughs> right. only 500, but like, but still, wow. um, so I'm like, okay, there's 200 of it. If God's going to do that, like literally an hour after I get asked for the 700, wow. like something is going to happen. 
Get a text from my COO. Hey, I found an option. I can get you 500 tomorrow. And I was like, no way. And so literally we like went through this process and I had like came up with, God came up with the 700 mm-hmm. within 24 hours of it like being needed. And so if I didn't have, like, if I wasn't like praying about it, if I didn't have that peace, if I didn't know that like, okay, there is something bigger going on here than like the issue at hand, right? I would, it would have been the death of me. Like it would have been terrible, Mm -hmm. but because I had that peace, because I had that word from God, because I have that relationship and knowing that like, there's no way that he's going to make this fail when we've already impacted so many lives, then like, I'm good. And it's going to come at the last minute when I least expect it. Wow. That's huge, (laughs) man. That is wild. God's crazy. The way he weaves into our story and kudos to you for just having that trust and being committed to being in that place of trust and patience. Also in there, there's this theme of like, if you didn't have this faith that you're rooted in, if you weren't connected to something bigger and more significant than yourself, all you would have had to sit in was a puddle of anxiety. Totally. Right. And so there's something to be said for having that place of peace. That's so powerful. And it it seems like that's what happens when you launch with God, when you know that he's a part of your team in a way. We had an an interview with a guy from our church, actually. And he said, what did he say? He is like COO or he is the director. I forget how he worded it, but he's basically like, on all yeah. my business cards. I'm not the CEO. Like God awesome. is. And so people Come will on. ask him like, well, who's the CEO? And he says it's yeah. uncomfortable sometimes, but he'll say like, God, you know, cause he's like part <laughs> yeah. of my team. Like he's the one yeah. really making this happen. I love that so much. And, you know, to be like real transparent with you, Zach, the last year and a half have been rough for us in a lot of ways. There've been so much good, you know, that's come, um, but it's been some really hard days. And just like how you mentioned it, there have been messages. We do like Mm. Jesus, we call it Jesus time with Bay on Friday morning. Friday morning at sunrise. We listen to messages (laughs) and we're literally like jaw drop staring at each other. Like that is for us in this season. I mean, scriptures, uh, friends of ours who speak life into us in the most needed times. And so Again, I don't know how I would do any of this without faith. I would be in that puddle of anxiety. I'd be, I don't even know where I'd be. And so I love that you're sharing that. And a lot of the times it doesn't make sense too. Like, that's the thing. I think for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we're like grind mode all the time. Like work, 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 never take a day off. Literally like when I wasn't working like with God, there was a six year period in my twenties where I literally didn't take a day off because I had a full-time job the whole time. So I worked every single holiday. I worked every night. I worked every weekend for six years straight. And so like that was ingrained in who I was. Like if I want something, I have to figure out how to make it happen. And one of the biggest things that I've learned over the last year or two really is to like, okay, if God is in control and he has his hand on this, I don't need to be like running myself to the bone, like for no reason. He's going to open the right door at the perfect time. And things are going to happen that I would have never expected to happen in the first place. And every time that I come to that conclusion and realize that like that is the case, that's when everything changes for me. And so one of my friends, 
Brentum, he was always like, you got to get down to the pace of grace. He called it. He's like, you're running like full steam ahead. Your hair's blowing in the wind at all (laughs) times. Like, but when you step into that pace of grace and you take a step back and spend more time in the word, spend more time in prayer, more time in worship, more time in service of other people. That's when like, it may not make sense. Like, I don't think I have enough time, but when I spend my time wisely, I have more time than I could have ever imagined. It's just like tithing. Like you may not think that you have 10% to give. Like, how are you going to live off the other 90%? When in reality, every time that you do tithe, it's like, oh wait, I actually have way more than I ever expected. And it's the same with our time. And it's the same with what we put our attention to. And so when it comes to grind mode, if we slow down and spend our time on the right things, we're going to be able to work less and get more. Ooh, yes, that's so, so good. And honestly, something that I struggle with, something that I have questions about is like, how do you balance resting in faith and putting in hard work? You know, as entrepreneurs, I know those who are listening, we are used to leading and making things happen and developing products and doing the marketing strategy and hiring the people. And so it can easily turn to be us focused. Like, Oh, I have to work to get things done. But what I think God is trying to bring me to, it's been a long process of like (laughs) release, let go and let me. And look, I think I have faith. I think I trust God until I'm up till 6 a.m., you know, stress, like I was pregnant, like up all night. Like that's not trusting God. That's not resting. And again, I just struggle with that, that balance. Yes, 100%. I totally feel that. And I've struggled with it my entire life. And I I still struggle with it today. But it has been one of the greatest lessons that I am in the process of understanding right now. Because it's like, man, when you take off control, granted, I'm an Enneagram 3. I like to control things. I like to figure out how to make it happen. And so, but when you do actually let go and let God take control of it, that's when you're going to hit levels that you would never expect to hit. You know, it's funny. You literally just said the words, the lyrics to the song. I actually, it's an old song, but PJ Morton has a version of it that I recently just popped up on my Spotify. Again, one of those God winks. And it's like, when I let go and I let God, that's when things start mm. happening. When I wow. stop looking at the past, when I try to stop trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future, it's when I let go and I let God, that's when things started to change. And yes. I really feel like that's something that I've been, God's been ministering to me. So thank you for saying that. And yeah. <laughs> of course, that's awesome. You know, another thing when I, I think about when I think about launch with God is that like, it, it's very freeing, right? Because like, what if God really put this business in our hearts? What if it really is of God and from God? Then, you know, it's his to complete, right? If he's yeah. alpha and omega, it's not so much on us because we're with him. He's our teammate. And so yeah. I think about it being freeing too. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think, okay, because it's from God, I'm going to, I'm able to drop everything else and just do this. And I don't think that's, the smartest way to do it. Personally, I, with the Brand Sunday and the Bible study, for two years, I was paying 18 other people before I paid myself a dollar. I had a full-time job and I was running a multi-million dollar business at night, like on my free time, because I said I wasn't going to leave it until I knew that I was taken care of and everybody else around me was taken care of. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs specifically, they just quit everything and just go all in without knowing how they're going to make it in a month or two. Right. And that I don't think is the smartest 
way to go. I don't think it's wise at all. I think it's totally normal and okay to, for us to have a full-time job and then start something on the side. And yeah. even if that takes two years, maybe it'll, it'll never become your full-time job. But I don't think it's wise to leave everything behind and go all in on something until you know for sure that it's the right time. Because if you look at any time in scripture, God plants a seed. And a lot of the times it's years and years later when it actually comes into fruition. So I might have an idea tomorrow, like we print our own stuff. I could get a book out in four months, but is that the right time? Mm. And a lot of the times in my past, I've chased after things because I have the idea in the moment and then it doesn't do nearly what it was supposed to do because it wasn't the right time. And so I think a lot of it comes down to like, you need to sit in it. You need to pray about it. You need to wait until God says jump until you actually do jump and leave things behind. And it's totally normal and it's totally okay to have a safety net for years and years. Like we have so much more time than we actually realize. If we didn't spend as much time on Instagram and Netflix and and anything else, like you have so much time, especially young people, it's insane how much time you have. Like most millionaires didn't make their first million until their late thirties. Like, and then we're over here looking at dudes that are crushing it on social media making a million bucks at 22 and you're like, Oh, I'm 26. I'm behind. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. Like you most likely are going to fail a lot Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then you're, if like you keep going and stay in it, then you're going to see some form of success later on, but it's never in the amount of time that you expect it to be. So like, that's huge. I, I hear something in that that basically says, and I say this without judgment for anybody's story and experience and what they've lived, but there's something powerful in that where we can almost believe the lie that we're in a position of trust when we're actually maybe in a position of like not being thorough enough or not having a game plan mm-hmm. where it's like, that's it. I'm quitting everything. I'm all in because God called me to do this. Right. right. But yes. what if God said, you know what? I'm not going to give you the cake. I'm going to give you batter and some eggs and uh-huh. send you to the store. Cause you need to get your own sprinkles and like, you need to slow bake this thing. So what are you doing in the meantime? Like if you really yeah. trust me, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? And it, I think it's, funny how it's paradoxical, right. It's kind of like that whole notion of like, flexing is actually a sign of weakness, right? Mm. Because if you have actual strength, you're willing to be in a more vulnerable position. Wow. If you think about the actual posture of a flexed muscle, any strength that's in that has been expended in the process of creating the flex, but a muscle that's loose and agile and at rest is a muscle that can lift things, carry things, make things happen. And so I, I think there's something big in that one of us getting enough rest and not like going crazy and buying into hustle culture. And then again, even as paradoxical as it might sound, being okay with having that safety net, you know, like even with us being parents of three kids, like we absolutely want to make sure the bills are paid and we trust that God will provide. And at the same time, we want to be faithful to what he's called us to do, you know? Yeah. And I think especially to, like you said, those young people who are wanting to just leave jump ship and start a business, there's so much value and so much gold in that corporate job. Like, you know, what I am doing now in my business is I learned through the the grit of, of investment banking, right? If, it, if that yeah. would have been removed from my story, oh, it would have been real rough, right? Terry, you know, before we launched our gym, he was working at so many different studios around town. 
learning the ins and outs of how to run a studio, what people like, how to make a cool playlist. And now all of that's in our business. And when we launched the league, we actually did not have a job. We were all in because it was going to be pretty hard to have a job and run a gym. So you have to really think about, you know, the season you're in, the type of business you have and on and on. But we had a plan, right? Going back to that business plan. We knew like, okay, we even had a contingency plan in our budget for months of, of operating capital because I, I learned most businesses fail because they don't have enough operating capital. I was like, okay, we'll add more in that in our, to our investors. And so it was, you know, thoughtful and not just like, God told me, so I'm going to do it. Right. It was, you right. know, God says, the Bible says there's decency and order, right. Faith without works is dead. So there's like a balance to that. So I yes. so love that we're talking about all of this so now. Good. Now, did you want to add something? Sorry. No, no, no. That's okay, great. Right. So for anyone out there who might not identify as Christian, you know, what would you say for them? Are there any takeaways that they could have or how could they apply any of this? And again, I say that because a lot of the audience might not identify as Christian, but I know that there's still so much gold in this for them. Totally. I think everybody wants good things to happen to them and good things to to happen to the people around them. And so, so no matter what your business is, it doesn't even have to be a Christian business, but you can somehow be positively impacting the world around you. And I think no matter what, when you're doing that, even if it isn't rooted in, in faith, it's going to come back and bless you in return. And so I think even if you aren't a Christian, like just have some sort of aspect of giving, of helping others rooted into the framework of what you have. And from there, it's going to essentially turn into something way bigger than you could ever have dreamed. I could not agree more. Oh, I love it so much. I love also too how the tagline after the title of Lunch with God speaks to building a business that matters and living out purpose. So even if somebody doesn't launch with the motive of honoring God and maybe they don't identify with the same worldview, there's something so powerful about understanding purpose. And in fact, Mm -hmm. me speaking as a person of faith, I think that the the most prominent feature of my faith is purpose. The question of God, what was I created to do? What am I purpose to do? And so I didn't have to go seeking what my purpose was. My purpose found me when Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I good at and uniquely skilled to do? that can elevate other people's lives and that I carry a passion for. And it's just like, that's the light switch. That's purpose. All else doesn't matter. That's what I'm going to pursue. And I think that it's so incredible that this new literature you put out speaks exactly to that. And I feel like that can help anybody. Come on. Thank you, man. Shoot, you're a spokesperson. Let's go. I appreciate it. I'm just, well, well, let me say this too, candidly. I mean, that's like kind of you and I appreciate that. But (laughs) just sharing candidly, I don't say that with the intent of like hustling your book or being advertising for you to the listeners. Yeah. There was no prior conversation. We're like, yo, we're going to champion the heck out of your <laughs> right. <laughs> what I'm saying is people need to understand People need to get down in their heart. People need to grasp with their mind. I think let it settle in their spirit that you are purposed for something. You're uniquely designed for something. Every life has purpose. There's not a single womb that was cranking out humans in vain, right? (laughs) Think about how your mother nearly died several times in your lifetime and how she continued to see the surpassing goodness of God Mm. come through. She continued to see healing take place. And the words that she put into you were, no matter what, even if you feel like you have nothing to be grateful for, at least you have your life, right? Yeah. right? And so it's like, man, I have this one life to live. 
Yeah. What's the meaning of this life? What am I purpose to do? And when I understand that thing, like, man, let's go do it. And it might for some people be to be an educator pouring into our youth. It might be to, I don't know, run a grocery store. That's what my dad does. He works in grocery, started sacking groceries. He was like a teen. And now he's vice president of a big grocery conglomerate. You know, there's different walks of life for everybody. But for some, it's to start something. And whether we're the person sowing the seed to start a business or we are the answer to somebody's seed sowing, we're the leaves on that vine connected to that vision, helping it to advance. There's purpose in every single bit of it. And so I'm just grateful for you and for the voice that you bring into this space because you are uniquely called, qualified, purpose to bring exactly that. You You ignite a passion and an inspiration in people to ask that question. What's my purpose and how do I go change the world with it? So thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. That means so much for real. That's incredible. Y'all launch with God, how to build a business that matters and live out your God-given purpose by Zach Wendall. Go pick it up. I think everyone will be able to get so many practical tips from this. And I think it's a real game changer launching with God. So I'm so glad to have had you on the show. I know yes. that those who are listening will want to connect with you. So how can people yeah. find you online? How can folks connect with you? Totally. On Instagram under at Zach Windall, at the brand Sunday. We have the brandsunday.com, zachwindall.com, on Amazon, every social media all over Zach Windall. I love it. I'm going to be sure to link each and every one of those in the show notes. So anyone who's listening can scroll right on down and click on those links to connect with Zach. Thank you so much for being on the show. You are such a light. Side note, Terry, when he was like, he was telling me about you. He's like, let me show you this video on Instagram that he did. And it was like, you were this guy (laughs) answering like what, a hundred or 39 questions about you. Let's go. (laughs) And I was like, crack it up so hard and laughing so hard. I was like, totally want to have him on the show. So thank you for being such a light and for all that you brought to the world. You're incredible. Thank you. I loved that conversation. I'll be honest. I needed to hear it more than anybody else. Like I mentioned, I'm in a season of really trying to sort through a lot of things. And this is just super duper timely. I encourage you to connect with Zach online, to buy his book, Launch With God. I really believe there are so many practical tips for any entrepreneur, even if you don't identify as Christian. And I'm really glad that you leaned into this conversation and tuned in today. Like I mentioned, I will link all of the ways to connect with Zach here in the show notes. As always, thank you so much for tuning into Bird Means Business Podcast. Thank you for subscribing on Apple Podcasts and for following us on Spotify. Make sure you tell every entrepreneur you know about this episode so that they can launch with God too. Talk to y'all next week. <laughs>